Have you been looking for a Taekwondo podcast with qualified people who know what they're talking about, who help you keep up with everything going on in the Taekwondo world? Well, you found it. This is the Taekwondo Podcast. Taekwondo news, competitions and other events, training and sports science, keeping the fans, coaches, and high-performance athletes up to date with the latest news and trends on Olympic Taekwondo. Let's do this. This is the Taekwondo Podcast. And now your hosts, Coach Caesar Valentim and Peter Nessler. Hello and welcome to the Taekwondo Podcast. We're a podcast based out of Austria in English language for everyone out there who likes Taekwondo. In this episode, we talk about the competition season that just started, new rules and upcoming events. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Coach Cesar Valentim and with me is Coach Peter Nessler. Hi, Peter. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks, Caesar. Nice to have you here on the podcast. The podcast is one month old now, and people are reaching out with some very positive feedback and some amazing suggestions. I'm happy that we are reaching such a broad audience. Regarding the competition season that just started, the calendar had some changes. The World Championships are set for Cancun. US Open was cancelled. Fujara Open just started. Uh, Turkish Open was wrapped. Incredible participation uh, number, should I say. Now we get a huge amount of events in Europe. Some adaptations to the competition rules are foreseen. There are some rumors about the new rules and some new formats also to, uh, to be expected. What do you think this season is going to look like? Um, I think it's um, getting quite crowded. Now we have the latest decisions on the World Championships in Cancun, Mexico, in later this year. Uh, we also have a location for the Junior Championships. So the calendar is filling up especially in the first half of the year. It's quite uh, full. So will be a difficult season because uh, there is no, not much time for rests. What do you think? I think it's uh, positive to know that the calendar is being uh, filled with events. Patu just uh, announced also the Pan American events. The African Paratekundu Championship, uh, Championships already took place. Uh, and I think that between that and the events that are open events plus university events, all these events that were pushed from 2020 and 2021 to this year, to 2022, makes the calendar quite challenging. I don't even expect most teams to have uh, off-season. Um, yes, I think uh, the thing you, you mentioned about the uh, delay of some events to next year or next season will stop this year. So 22, we will get into normal pace and uh, 23, all things will run quite normally. But it brings us to a very crowded season, That that's sure. The competition season being only these events all the way to, let's say, first trimester of 2023 without uh, much rest. How do you think most uh, national teams will manage? Will they build up a B team to, to qualify and give some rest to the athletes? Or will they push the same teams for uh, the couple of years? Um, we already see some bigger nations building up B teams, as you call them. Uh, so you can easily replace if someone drops out from, from a higher level, from A. So it's a, it's quite a good, uh, system to have A, B and also C teams to staff all the events accurately. 
Um, they will also try to manage which events they send people and where, because it's it's in the moment the participation numbers are a little varying from event to event, so it's very important to do the right allocation. Well, using that as a segue, not only new athletes and new teams, but some of the teams already have new national team trainers. German national team just recruited out of Hungary. They changed a little bit of their structure. Then Norway went and picked up uh, Ramos, one of the most famous uh, coaches out of Spain. We also have um, in Great Britain some changes. What do you what do you think about this? Well, uh, Taekwondo is uh, getting a more professional pace. So like in other big sports, you can see people uh, like coaches changing their field of play. That's that's just just normal. It's it's not for the players, it's just for the coaches. So I'm not uh, was not very new to me that there is a foreign trainer for uh, some countries like uh, Jesus Romales uh, for Sovi Mikkonen. That's just normal. Germany, yes, true. Uh, quite, a, they have a lot of coach positions to fill. So it's good that they got uh, Balash for the for the job. That's really nice. And also Dimi has a new function there, which is good to bring in uh, new ideas. Um, yeah, Ramos for Novi was a little uh, surprise for me, but a good move. <laughs> <laughs> I think Germany, uh, the the shuffling that they did when they brought Marco as a head of the male team, Balos as a head of the female team, brings a, a new dynamic, especially because Germany has a very strong and very young female team. Um, Balos has, of course, uh, uh, experience. He was uh, in US and he's been with Hungary, he was in Greece, so he has quite a, a, a good background and pedigree with uh, with the female athletes of course uh, maybe the decision of Ramos moving to Norway or not moving to Norway the way they're working uh, also means a change for his program and uh, all his hosting programs he has in Marbella but again when we talk about Ramos we can always uh, count that there is a duo there just like uh, uh, Rosendo has his wife so does Ramos and Brigitte work uh, Brigitte work quite um, well so I guess they can divide and conquer by uh, taking double as much work as uh, normal coaches Big surprise for me was the changes in Australia, how Australia changed from Karim. They had a trainer for less few years before the pandemic. Then they had uh, isolation during the pandemic, and now they bring a Korean coach. And I think it's the only team that recruited a Korean coach. Do you see that that's the new trend, that people are getting more into European coaches and uh, most of these Western uh, sports science approach than the traditional sports science approach? Well, it's just a it's just a follow up of the latest years where we could see that uh, Europeans are reaching more and more medals in big events like Olympics. They had I don't know how many uh, gold medals, uh, but quite a lot. And also, if you see the full medal uh, score, uh, obviously in the moment, uh, Europe's coaches are doing fine. So. That's just a normal reaction that those coaches are getting hired. Yet uh, most of the, the biggest powerhouse in Europe right now is Russia with the uh, most medals at the Olympics, uh, with the amazing uh, participation. Every time they go to a competition, they go with the regional federations, but also at the national level, they're very, very strong. You usually say, said so, uh, 
friend of mine from Russia once said, the athletes you see are just the peak of the iceberg. We have a very big base, and that's uh, how we manage to bring so many good athletes to the high-performance level. Um, is it a language barrier, cultural barrier, or do you think the rest, the Western world is not yet uh, ready to recruit uh, coaches out of Russia? Um, it, it, it's part of uh, the the politics they have there. So Russians um, very seldomly go, go abroad. Um, they're doing an excellent job, as we see, in the Kirogi sector, but also in all other Taekwondo sectors. They have a huge structure. They have um, really a massive amount of, of athletes there. And they're doing a fine job, as you could see by the medal scores. Um, but they don't, I don't know if they don't like to go abroad, but they don't do it. They just don't do it. They just want to keep their Russian way. This podcast is supported by Hawken Dynamics. Hawken Dynamics believes that technology is most useful when it stays out of your way. That's why Hawken developed the world's first wireless force plate system with extreme usability. It is the quickest, easiest to use and most robust solution on the market. It is trusted by all sports organizations, large and small, as well as tactical, military and rehabilitation environments around the globe. It's force testing in the palm of your hand. Here at Vintekondo Center, we use Hawken Dynamics to test and monitor our team. The cloud-based platform allows us to access data and publish a variety of reports on the go. My favorites are trend reports and, of course, weight reports, where I can monitor different metrics to view progress and identify performance indicators, or to compare weights to a baseline data range. I use it on a daily basis to identify readiness. A simple jumping test takes me less than a minute to assess the entire team. Having my own Hawken Dynamics force plates allows me to test reactive strengths, maximum strengths, rate of force development, asymmetry and so much more. The real-time feedback on the app is useful not only for testing, but as a training tool, making it more accurate and at the same time more engaging for the athletes. If you are interested in learning more about Hawken Dynamics or getting your own, the team can be reached at info at hawkendynamics.com or on Instagram or Twitter at hawkendynamics. When talking about Taekwondo training, we need to talk about Athlete Analyzer. Athlete Analyzer is the first Taekwondo-specific athlete monitoring system. It is used by both national teams, regional squads and small clubs to maximize performance, prevent injuries and communicate with both athletes and trainer teams. Athlete Analyzer is a cloud-based system with a friendly smartphone app. You can plan and monitor every aspect of your training, even when you are not in the gym with your team. The easy-to-use video analysis tool is not like anything you've seen. It helps you understand your athletes and even their opponents, making this app the only tool you need to manage your team. Before I used Athlete Analyzer, I spent an absurd amount of time in front of the computer, creating spreadsheets and using half a dozen software solutions. I have athletes in my center, but also abroad, and with Athlete Analyzer, it's much easier to communicate, plan and monitor their development. Now that I have extra time, I can focus on what matters, training my athletes, and it still leaves me some room to do other stuff, like this Taekwondo podcast. Athlete Analyzer offers you a two weeks free trial. Visit them at athleteanalyzer.com to sign up or click on the link in the episode's description. To get the most of your free trial, I recommend you first book a free personal demonstration with Nicholas. It will give you a great insight of what Athlete Analyzer has to offer you and your team. It is well worth the time. You're listening to the Taekwondo Podcast. Now back to your hosts, Coach Caesar Valentim and Peter Nessler. 
So welcome back. Um, we were talking about the national teams. Now let's talk a little bit about the events. We have a date for the World Championships postponed to the end of the year in Cancun, Mexico. We do have dates for the Cadets and Junior World Championships, both uh, around the same time in Sofia. And that leaves us as a first challenge, the Continental Championships. Most of them uh, that are known, the dates are known. We know that uh, Pan American will have, I think, Brazil. And um, the European will be in Manchester as planned. Kigali in Rwanda is the only one that is after the first Grand Prix. So Continental Championship is the first points, big points to grab um, before the Grand Prix event. And of course, we will have uh, uh, Africa joining in with those 40 points a little bit later. And Grand Prix season starting right ar around the, before the summer. What do you think the opportunities uh, does it bring that the Worlds are later in the year? Well, the good thing is that you could <clears throat> just try to connecting, um, uh, collecting points at the standard G-class tournaments, which will upgrade it to G2. It should be fine for the nominations, in my opinion. It's a very good thing to do, to have the first half of the year for collecting points, uh, visiting all the G-class tournaments, and from summer on, the big championships, world, world and whatever. So you mean the, for the national team qualifications, you mean for the nominations. That means that we will have the Atlas instead of rushing until April to get the points for the Worlds, they will be getting, gathering points for the Continental Championships and allows also the European Championships or the Pan American Championships or the African Championships to count uh, as a criteria for the Worlds. That allows, of course, as you mentioned, two semesters that are full. Yet, we don't see too much of a break in the middle if we, in the middle we have university events and then, uh, all these opens. Um, how do you think the teams will choose? Uh, what would you be working with uh, in terms of your strategy, for example? Will you focus now on Europeans and uh, Worlds at the second time, or you will try to get two birds with one stone? Uh, the, you shouldn't forget that the university events, both of them are just for a limited uh, part of, of, the, of the sphere. So, students only, which is, uh, if you count them from the top 10, it's not so many. Um, and, and some of them don't take part in university events, so it will be just a limited uh, thing. And all the rest is quite uh, sorted. Um, the strategy for the team, for the teams, is clear. It's a little more tactical in the moment. So you could visit the the G class events where you think you could get the points more easily for the not top, 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 top athletes, and you have more time. So if you if you run for points and don't make them in one of the chiclas, you have still time to do them in another event. So, Considering the easy events, as we mentioned in uh, one of our previous episodes, there are no such thing as easier events anymore. We look at the numbers from Fujara, uh, very big numbers. Um, when you look at the Turkish Open, the first uh, image you have is 1,800. Of course, it's not 1,800 in G-class in seniors. It's 600-something, and the rest is coaches, cadets, juniors. Um, funny that they put them in the same event on the uh, on the GMS platform, so it looks that the numbers are quite big. President's Cup, pretty big attendance. And, of course, uh, we can start having the overseas teams competing at other events with the exception of the niger open that was an event that had local uh, clubs uh, some neighboring countries and not much more all the other opens out there are pretty pretty busy the 
athletes you have from all kinds of um, parts of the spectrum you have the beginner athletes trying to go into the big league and you have the big athletes grabbing the points as early as, as, as possible there are no such easy, big events maybe later after the European Championships when we talk about the events like Austrian Open Luxembourg multi games um, Israel Open events that are a little easier and that are planned to happen in July and, and June um, will allow the teams to recover a little bit after the Continental Championships but again we, I, I assume that the events that would easily be uh, points for grabs like Talon um, and all these events in the in the summer will be as busy as usual as we've seen last year. That's true. Um, still, not to forget that uh, many of the athletes, uh, as uh, speaking for the point cap, uh, point cap for the, <laughs> for the for the maximum number of points you could get, uh, they will uh, collect their points uh, well within the first three or four events. Maybe they let go some of the further events. So. Well, yes, the events are very crowded, uh, most of them. But um, it's always a question of if it's just quantity or quality. We have uh, uh, rumors that new rules are coming out. Um, nothing big, no, no, no big changes, mostly about the Grand Slam. Do you think we were going to have uh, in, something in the middle uh, where they will try to implement the rules or they will wait until the World Championships? It was thought that uh, there will be a general assembly in Goyang uh, in April during the Pumse uh, World Championships. There they want to have uh, the rules voted for. Um, I don't think that there will be big changes and there is plenty of time till the world, so should be okay. Thank you, Peter. It was a pleasure being here with you and with everyone who is listening. This was the Taekwondo Podcast. If you haven't already, listen to our other episodes that are available wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are releasing new episodes every Tuesday. Stay tuned, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a positive review and share it with your friends. See you next time. You've been listening to the Taekwondo Podcast. Keeping the fans, coaches and high-performance athletes up to date with the latest news and trends on Olympic Taekwondo. Your host, Coach Cesar Valentim, has almost 20 years of experience with high-performance Taekwondo and has worked all around the world as a Taekwondo trainer. Peter Nessler has been teaching Taekwondo for more than 20 years and he's currently one of the top referees in Europe. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram at Taekwondo Podcast, on Facebook at Taekwondo Cast, and the website TaekwondoPodcast.com. See you next time. 